Welcome to the Inside Eco Devo podcast. I'm your host, Eric Thurman. And on this episode, we're talking about the upcoming MCSC 22nd Annual Show Me Service Awards. And sitting down with us is a returning guest. She is Brittany Stifler Crabtree, Director of MCSC. Welcome, Brittany. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming back. You know, it's been a minute since we've talked. I know we're going to get into the awards, but can you just give us a little bit of an update on MCSC? Last time you were on is about a year ago, and I'm sure a lot of stuff has happened. So can you give us an update? That is amazing that it was almost a year ago, and it was a good introduction to the Missouri Community Service Commission. We talked broadly about our mission and our priorities, and over the last year, that's even gotten more fine-tuned. So I think if I were to give you an update... I'd say we've continued to meet quarterly. We have governor-appointed commissioners, and we just met last week, actually, in Kansas City. And we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of AmeriCorps this year. We're preparing for the next 30 years. And so we have a new state service plan. It's 2023 to 2026. It's got three key areas to inspire, to invest, and improve. And in all those areas, we're working to strengthen the spirit of volunteerism and service across Missouri. One of the ways we're doing that is securing new appointments. So it's important to us that we have a really diverse representative group serving on the commission because that's voting on our grant portfolio, voting on that state service plan and our priorities. So actually, just a quick shout out to anybody in the boot heel, central Missouri. We're looking for AmeriCorps alums, veterans. If folks are interested in serving as governor appointed commissioners, we would encourage them to reach out. 30 years is a lot of volunteerism. Is there anything special coming up for the 30-year anniversary, doing like a special event or anything? Probably, you know, separate than from the awards, I'm sure. Yes. So this 30th anniversary is a national celebration. It's been occurring all around the country throughout the year. So we're, you know, we're on a 23-24 grant cycle, July to July. So it started last year. I know Specifically, the Clinton Foundation had a celebration in Arkansas, but the best part about AmeriCorps' history is the bipartisan nature of it. So I don't want to say Clinton without saying Bush. It's so important to acknowledge that over those 30 years, it's been a bipartisan effort to make sure Americans are out there serving. And so I know there continue to be celebrations this year. We are going to celebrate at the Show Me Service Awards. I know the Points of Lights Conference in Houston this year is going to have a big celebration. I think for all of us listening, what matters is what is AmeriCorps going to be for the next 30 years? We engaged young people in service over the last 30 years. We also have AmeriCorps seniors getting folks 55 and older engaged in service. But who needs to get engaged in service in the future? And how do we change those opportunities? How do we make sure AmeriCorps is meeting the needs of local Missouri communities. Those are the conversations we're having right now to make sure that even though it's a government program, it's agile and relevant and important and impactful. And inside of the Department of Economic Development, we're having critical conversations around what does apprenticeship look like? What does talent pipeline look like? How are we helping to strengthen the workforce in Missouri through AmeriCorps programs? And that's really alive and well behind the scenes in addition to doing celebrations like the Show Me Service Awards. So I don't want to take up too much time because I I want to get into the awards and stuff, but you had mentioned those opening kind of positions, appointments or whatever that people can apply for. Just real quick, like what is kind of required of that? What are you guys looking for in that realm? Yeah, so getting a little bit wonky, the Missouri Community Service Commission was founded by a statute. And in that statute, it outlines different representation that we need on the commission. A lot of those spots are full, but what we need now is those 
at-large applicants, folks that are representing underserved areas, underrepresented areas. There's openings for that all the time. So I would encourage anyone who's passionate about service and volunteerism to consider applying. The Boards and Commissions website for Missouri has an apply button. It also has a search feature where you can search for the Community Service Commission and learn more. But I would not discourage anyone from applying that has the passion to serve because that's the perspective we need. We have a lot of those spots identified that by statute and filled in the way they need to be. But those at-large positions are an opportunity for any AmeriCorps alum to apply, any veteran to apply. We'd love to see those individuals represented on the commission. Okay, perfect. Okay, so let's dive into it. The Show Me Service Awards, just real high uh, viewpoint. What are they? What's the purpose? Give us the rundown. Yeah, the awards have existed almost as long as the commission, almost as long as AmeriCorps. So this is the 22nd annual Show Me Service Awards. Every year we come together on the statewide level to celebrate the service that's happening across the state. And although we are huge supporters and promoters of AmeriCorps, it's not just for AmeriCorps members. So there's multiple categories, and there's a couple ways to talk about this. We can talk about it by region. So there's a simplified breakdown of the state. We've got North Central is a region. That's a big region that you can apply to if you're in North Central Missouri. St. Louis area is a region. Kansas City is a region. And then we have the Southern region. So pretty big buckets there. But that way we make sure we're representing volunteers all around the state, celebrating what they do. And then inside of each region, we have different categories. So we have the youth category, the adult category, and the senior category. Those are for anybody volunteering anywhere in Missouri, whether you volunteer at the local food bank, whether you're helping your neighbors in a more informal way. We want to celebrate service. That's what inspires others to serve is to make sure we're acknowledging it and getting the word out that this is happening and you can do it too in many different ways. There's a couple other categories, though, also AmeriCorps and AmeriCorps seniors. So those are categories specific to AmeriCorps members that are serving in Missouri right now doing amazing things, or AmeriCorps seniors volunteers who are 55-plus supporting other individuals that are older in Missouri. We want to make sure that we're recognizing those two streams of service and folks that have committed a full year to serve, not not only volunteering locally, but also have signed up to serve. The two other awards I'll mention, they're statewide this year, the Business Excellence Award and the Community Excellence Award. So really we're looking at who's identifying areas to help in their communities. That's a for-profit business, right, that's out there being generous with their employees' time or with their resources. And then on the community excellence side, we're looking for nonprofit engagement. We're looking for ways that the community is coming together in organic ways to support and strengthen their communities. So those are the categories, youth, adult, senior, AmeriCorps member, AmeriCorps seniors, business excellence, and community excellence. So we've really tried to create a category for everybody to make sure we're capturing all the great stuff that is happening. The deadline to nominate, and you're going to hear me say it a few times, is March 11th at 5 p.m. So we opened up for nominations last week, and that link can be found at the MCSC Facebook page, so Missouri Community Service Facebook page. And then within the next couple days, it'll be at showmeservice.org. So either way, we hope you find us and you make sure that you nominate. Anybody can be a nominator. That's a big deal to us, that anyone should feel empowered to go in there and nominate a friend, a family member, a colleague. We trust your judgment. You know your area. You know what matters and what's making an impact, and we want to hear from you. 
So when somebody's nominating somebody in any of those bucket categories that you had mentioned, is there anything that the nominator should consider when picking somebody? Is there certain specific criteria of an individual that you guys are looking for that kind of meets the mark, so to speak, when you're wanting to give these awards out? I guess it can't hurt to remind folks to to really sit down and take a moment to feel the power of that service and communicate it in the application. Don't just check a box. Don't just submit a name. Don't stick to one or two sentences. We have a committee that reviews these applications, and you want to speak to their hearts. You want to tell a story, and the better you tell that story, the better we can convey it when we make that award and make those decisions. So we're looking for those powerful stories Some folks lean on numbers and data, lots of hours served, lots of food packed. That's powerful, but it's not always about quantity. Sometimes it's about quality and how that person is making someone feel. And that's either way we want to see those nominations. Okay. I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit. There's a lot I kind of want to dive into before we got to this point, but you kind of talked about stories and I feel like this is the moment. Yeah. Are there any stories from past awardees that you can share that kind of puts that into perspective, what you were just saying. It's really powerful to think we've been doing this 22 years and how many people I personally have not met who received an award in the last 22 years, and it's still probably creating a ripple effect in their communities. But since I've been executive director for just a year, I'm going to share a couple stories from last year's Show Me Service Awards because they're alive and well for me, just thinking about how powerful that award ceremony was. So last year, the commission, you know, we're a governor-appointed commission. The commissioners made a decision to celebrate the organic volunteering that came about in Minden, Missouri, after the 2022 Missouri train derailment. So it's not always about a formal time slot that you sign up and volunteer. It's what you do organically when an emergency happens. And so the Minden, Missouri story was really powerful for us as a staff, for our commissioners, and for everybody in the rotunda last year as we celebrated that whole community who spontaneously opened up a gym at a local school, who came together with water and supplies and blankets, I think it might have been a chilly day, and made sure that anyone that was impacted in that trail derailment had a place to go. I think if the Show Me Service Awards are celebrating those kind of major events that involve volunteerism, then we're, we're on track. Another great example from last year was the John Albright Award. So that was a brand new award that we launched last year in recognition of a commissioner, a longstanding commissioner who retired last year. John Albright was known on the national level for advocating for volunteerism and service. And when he retired, it left a huge hole in our commission. But what we could do in his honor was create an award that remembers the legacy he leaves. We stand on his shoulders And so commissioners this year will have the opportunity to identify an outstanding Missourian. This is like within their purview, right? It doesn't come through nominations. The commissioners will bring names forward, and we will have another John Albright Award this year in his honor. And we're really excited about that. I should note on the nomination form, out of all the people you nominate, there is an option to pick one person that you would put forward for the Albright Award. And we would really ask people to use discretion and identify those outstanding individuals that could help us remember John Albright's legacy. And hopefully he's at the awards again this year to help us celebrate. And then the third story I'll tell is just a little bit more on the heartstrings. American Cricket Academy and Club received an award from St. Louis last year. And they've combined youth, families, sports, and service. 
And the best part was seeing all those kids get on the stage to get that award, right? So we have a lot of individuals get up and claim their awards, but I think we had 20 people on that stage and the energy was awesome. And those kids are going to remember that for the rest of their lives. And that's what the Show Me Service Awards is about. Any limit to the number of people somebody can nominate? Is there a limit to how many awards you guys are giving out? There is a limit to how many people you can nominate. So we would encourage you, if you have a lot of folks you want to nominate, find other nominators, like find somebody else to endorse that person. So I believe you can nominate one person in every category, but you cannot do multiple per category. So strategically, it's something to plan in advance and make sure you bring in others if you've got other names you want to nominate. What if, uh, and just thinking, because, you know, if somebody wants to gain a system, they're probably going to. Yes. Can you say like you have 50 people? Can you do a group? Is there like a, like this group did such, such and such, kind of like what yeah, you were saying about would, the, yeah. the train derailment and the help that yeah. was going on there. You know, in that case, I'd suggest someone look at the Community Excellence Award. So the definition is broad of the Business Excellence Community Excellence Award, and it gives us an opportunity to celebrate that collaboration. Also, I'm excited those are statewide awards this year because it increases the prestige of those awards. And that'd be a great area to show what a community is doing. The Community Excellence Award is yeah, what I'd suggest. Yeah, For sure. Stepping back just a little bit, beyond just nominating individuals. Can you talk about the significance of people who spend their time volunteering and then now they're going to be recognized for it? Can you talk about why that is significant and important? The Missouri Community Service Commission isn't just about AmeriCorps. It's about the spirit of service. And that's based in a lot of best practices and a lot of activities that are strategically proven to work. And one of the things that matters is recognizing your volunteers. Just as we should interview a volunteer when they come into service to make sure that the activities align with their passions and interests, that leads to retention. We think about that for employees. We should think about that for volunteers. And on the other end of that spectrum, then, we have to make sure we celebrate the volunteers so that they feel heard, they feel seen, and they know they're making an impact. Not everybody likes to be celebrated in the same way, right? So we talk to our organizations about thank you notes, the power of thank you notes, social media stories, and and just sharing these great stories of impact. And then even internal communications, right? Just inside of your food bank or your nonprofit, making sure that you're celebrating the volunteers and what they're doing. But that next level is making an external celebration, right? A statewide celebration, finding those awards where you can nominate them, surprise them, and incentivize them to keep serving, keep them going. You know, compassion fatigue is a real thing, and we've got to make sure people stay engaged. But perhaps more important is how that inspires others to serve so that we can continue to strengthen the fabric of Missouri communities, continue to make sure all generations are engaged in service. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to say, like, I'm guessing one part of this is promoting the awareness of the need and the work that is happening that people probably are not aware of, but the need is great in a lot of communities and somebody getting an award for their work also sheds light on what is happening. Yeah, there's two ways to think about that. One, the needs in the communities, like you said, knowing those needs, better understanding them, volunteers know them intimately and can better communicate that. On the other side, there are many communities whose infrastructure is built on that volunteerism, built on those activities, delivering meals to seniors who are homebound, right? There's a lot of activities occurring that we, we depend on and raising awareness of that so that we continue to invest those funds is meaningful. 
the goal is not to always invest the funds in the same place, but basically to work ourselves out of a job, right? We, we find a need, we support it through volunteerism, fundraising, uh, grants, and in time, we hope that we leverage enough volunteers and a, enough community interest and investment that we can shift to another need in another area. And celebrating volunteers is all part of that recipe of success to make sure that organizations have what they need, especially in this time of transition. There's been a lot of things going on in the economy. A lot of different needs are shifting in recent years, and, and nonprofits are trying to stay on top of that and make sure needs are met. You've probably touched upon this when you were talking about the bucket categories, uh, but eligibility. I'm guessing you have to serve in some capacity. You have to be affiliated in probably some other. Can you talk about what makes somebody eligible versus not eligible? The majority of someone's service needs to occur in Missouri. And we're asking for a Missouri address as part of the nomination process. So you need to live in Missouri to receive that award. I think there's... in. The description, you could probably explain why someone's address is not in Missouri due to relocating since serving, or you could use the description to explain, you know, percentage of service in Missouri or out of Missouri. But this is a Missouri celebration. There's some great awards on the national level. And then my colleagues around the country are commissions. There's 52 commissions in the country. They're having celebrations in their states. And so it's important for us that as we celebrate Missouri being top 10 in the nation for volunteerism, that we're celebrating what's happening right here in Missouri. And that's a big part of the eligibility. Is term of service, I don't know if that's the correct term uh, to use, uh, but do you have to uh, volunteer for a specific amount of time? I guess you wouldn't want somebody like, I volunteered one day. But I guess if they did something spectacular, maybe. Uh, but is uh, eligibility in those terms of like length of service and all of that? I think the key areas, if you're nominating in the categories of AmeriCorps or AmeriCorps seniors, that person needs to be signed up for a year of service, to your point, a term of service in AmeriCorps or serving as an AmeriCorps seniors volunteer. But the other categories, a big part of saying yes to doing a podcast like this is getting the word out that they don't have to have a term of service. They don't have to have a minimum number. We Quality matters and quantity matters. And so we, we want the nominators to make their case and we want it to be a competitive process so the, the committee can make the best decision. Perhaps that one day of service, if it was... The community of Menden, right, after that train derailment, that may justify a statewide award. For others, they've been serving every day, almost every day of 2023. We want to recognize that, too. It's a really diverse group of applicants, and the eligibility doesn't go too far beyond just being a Missourian that cares. Yeah, the types of service one can do within volunteering is so vast that I'm guessing it's hard to pinpoint like, well, you have to be inside this box. I'm guessing the criteria can be vast as well. Yes. It's a really, uh, it, you know, we want as many people at the table as possible. It's a very broad definition. I mean, think about all those volunteers out there helping with bike trail maintenance. That's a big one these days. And we've got volunteers helping with social media and websites on the back end for nonprofits that don't have budgets. I mean, there's so many ways that we're helping one another and, and we don't want to overdefine that. Yeah. Can you kind of run down some of the ones that or off the top of your head? Because I think when people, including myself, when I think volunteerism, I'm thinking somebody volunteering their time at a soup kitchen or Goodwill or, you know, very kind of personal person-to-person stuff. But there are things that you just mentioned there, like bike trail maintenance, uh, website help. Can you just kind of run down through 
and I'm sure it's vast, uh, but just some things that you know off the top of your head that kind of show the totality of what volunteerism can be. Sure. I personally had the chance to deliver some awards last year, so that helps it be fresh in my mind. There are older adults that are teaching fitness classes in community centers. They're volunteering their time just to keep everybody active. That's great work, important work. It's creating a sense of community for those people. Mentoring or tutoring in schools, right? We've got a lot of people, whether you're a parent that's volunteering your time or whether you're a high school student that's sharing your knowledge out there in the schools helping in lots of different ways. Counselors, you know, counselors are doing important works, sometimes part of their job, sometimes outside of their job. We talked about the trail digging, trail maintenance, state parks, lots of outdoor tagging of animals for research, right? Like tagging a bird's wing or different ways that we have volunteers out there helping with conservation. Oh, there's so much. A very specific one I could share as we just brainstormed together just the full scope of what volunteerism can be in Missouri. Last year, we had an awardee that was helping donate their salon services to folks that couldn't afford those services. And you think about the confidence building and and perhaps the positioning for new jobs that you give somebody when you, you help them with a haircut. So it really is very broad and a tough question. I would encourage folks to think about those kids that are even shoveling snow for no cost for their neighbors. Think about the stuff that isn't a time slot where you show up, but something happening more organic. And, and let's not write that off either because that's what makes makes it all work in our communities and we're helping one another in informal ways too. Yeah. So I guess when people are thinking, don't just limit yourself to, hey, this person is an active member of AmeriCorps or they are, you know, I can't really say career path uh, of volunteer. I'm sure some people probably do view it that way, but they're not like following a, a structure that it can be people who just go, I want to just do this. I want to volunteer my time and do this because I want to, or it's exciting or, or what have you. Yeah. We see this a lot in churches, right? There's a lot of different volunteerism in churches that might not get nominated because it's just so built into the, you know, to the relationships happening there. Churches are a great place to recognize volunteerism. There's just so, so many different areas. Yeah. I would not want folks to limit themselves and to really brainstorm what, where does kindness show up in their community and how can we celebrate it? I might be treading back a little bit, but uh, I'll ask the question anyhow. If somebody wants to nominate, how do they do it? So you can always go to the Missouri Community Service Facebook page, and we will be posting this link regularly between now and March 11th. And currently, I believe it, our cover photo is the nomination graphic, and you've got the full uh, announcement there. But also you can go to showmeservice.org, and on the homepage, if you scroll to the bottom, by the end of the week, we will have a link to the nomination form. And it's a new and improved nomination form. These are the technicalities, but they matter. It's a little bit easier to use this year. It's got a little bit more logic to it to help you get to where you need to go. And so if you've nominated in the past, we encourage you to make sure you get in there and nominate again. I know you've said it a few times and you said, hey, we're going to reiterate this throughout. Give us the timeframes on uh, when people can start nominating to win when it closes and then when are the awards yes. the, the ceremony date nominations opened on february 1st so if you can't find it on our facebook page and you can't find it at showmeservice.org you can definitely send us an email that email is available at showmeservice.org as well and we will get you that information so nominations opened february 1st they will close monday march 11th at 5 p.m 
And anyone who nominates, I would encourage you to hold the actual event on your calendar. It's April 23rd. It's a Tuesday. It's in the Capitol Rotunda in Jefferson City, Missouri. And it starts at 2.30 p.m. It's like a two-hour event. We'll have you out by dinner time. That rotunda is a beautiful place to celebrate so many amazing Missourians. And, and so hold that on your calendar as you wait for the results of the nomination process. All right, perfect. So at the top, you had mentioned the MCSC service plan, which is Inspire, Invest, and Improve. A point of interest under Inspire is to increase the prestige of the Show Me Service Awards. So can you kind of run through us what that entails? What are you guys planning on doing? Yeah, so like I said, there's 52 commissions around the state or excuse me, around the country. And the scale of these events varies widely. So in some states, they don't have an event. They go out and deliver the awards, which is very powerful. Some have smaller events, some have larger. Here in Missouri, we want to increase the prestige of this event because it is impactful for the individuals getting the award. And then it's also that ripple effect inspiring others. So one of the things we did last year is we did return to the Capitol Rotunda We had previously had it maybe at Lake of the Ozarks, or you could imagine a plated meal in a hotel. And that was special, too. We had more time together. But something about coming back to the rotunda, right, under the governor's office, right there in Jefferson City, really elevated the event and made it feel special. So just the location was one change that we were pleased with last year. We're also making sure this event occurs during the legislative session, and it's our intent to engage the elected officials, right, representing their constituents who are getting these awards, like invite them to the party, see if we can connect with them since we're all in Jefferson City. And then I think the key area of growth for the Show Me Service Awards is in the nomination process itself, making sure we get the word out through podcasts like this, making sure that it's reaching as many people as possible so we have a diverse set of applicants and that we're getting robust applications. So you're going to see a minimum and maximum word count on it this year. There's a limit to how many people you can nominate. This is all in the spirit that this is a statewide 22nd annual ceremony, and it's a short list of Missourians that get chosen, and and we want it to be something where folks are honored to be a part of it. And a lot of that goes back to the nomination process and our reviewers and our nominators getting the right names in front of those reviewers. The other thing we're doing is bringing in keynote speakers. We've always had excellent keynote speakers, but if I could, I have the opportunity, I guess, to just celebrate that Michael Rojas has said yes to being one of our keynote speakers. He recently received the Excellence in Disaster Services Award on the national level from AmeriCorps. And what folks might not know is while Michael lives in Iowa, Michael came to Missouri during the flooding last year and was instrumental and mobilizing volunteers in response to the flooding. And we felt like that would be an appropriate keynote just to help everybody in the room see how much service is going on and all the different kinds that it is, disaster response as well. Something you've uh, mentioned a couple of times now is the nationwide awards that are happening. Do the states, and I'm going to kind of uh, equate this to like a, like a sports team reference, a Super Bowl is coming up, so maybe it's apropos, but Once somebody wins an award or gets recognized for an award in Missouri, do those states then go and like, hey, now we do like a like a Midwest award and then the nation award? Is it does it go like that? I think you're on to (laughs) something. I don't think it does. I don't think there's a regional award. There are a number of national awards, uh, but it's not a qualifying event to have the state award before applying to some of those national awards. So you think about the 
presidential service award for youth. You have to get so many hours. So there are lots of great awards on the national level. But no, I, I love that idea that there's 52 commissions and perhaps there's you know, 52 awardees that then filter into who's the number one in the nation. But I think this idea of spirit of service is also, it can be hard for those of us that do this work to narrow it to just one person because the work is so diverse and the needs are so diverse that really it's, it's really hard to pick one volunteer when we think about just how big our country is that's a that's a tough one yeah. but it is it would be a pretty cool thing yeah and i didn't mean to make it seem like it's like a march madness style elimination <laughs> hey, if that thing. gets more people volunteering it's not a bad idea i don't yeah. i think that there's something to be said for that too a little yeah. bit of friendly competition i think where i was going with that is you know recognition on on a higher level than just your state or your region yes. in that state not so much like oh i'm better than you or whatever uh so i apologize no, if it sounded i don't like think that. it did I don't Uh, think it did at all. And I think it's a really interesting idea of how commissions around the nation collaborate to increase service on the national level as well in each unique state. Gotcha. Well, if you guys run with that one, uh, you you can have my idea. Awesome. Uh, Real quick before we wrap up here, I kind of want to get into something else before I do that. Sorry, I'm kind of going all over the place. Anything else on the MCSC Show Me Service Awards that we didn't touch upon that you feel we should? I just really appreciate the opportunity to promote this event and to get the word out before March 11th so that we have the best nomination pool possible. Last year, as I stood in the rotunda and looked at the 100 folks in attendance, I I had that mixed feeling of this is awesome and the best of the best. And the other thing is 100 sure doesn't represent all the amazing things happening in this state. And so making sure that we do you know, the best service that we can to these volunteers. Uh, it, it just it really is near and dear to my heart and also the commissioners. And we appreciate the opportunity to get the word out because if folks don't nominate, we don't know who to celebrate. And we really want to make sure we're celebrating as many people as possible at this annual event. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys have, um, that just sparked a, a question in my head when you're saying, hey, we got a hundred people here, but there's a lot going on. Ballpark figure per year. How many volunteers do you think uh, Missouri has? I will get back to you on that because we have hundreds of AmeriCorps members serving and thousands of volunteers. And the economic impact of that is all very well tracked in in the announcement last year that we're top 10 in the nation. So I don't have those numbers right in front of me, but Missourians who are listening should be very proud that out of all the states, we're in the top 10 for volunteerism. And I think that's a that's just a testament to... So how much we care about our neighbors. Yeah. And we might have gone through that like the year ago when we talked about MCSC. So anybody listening, feel free to check out that episode. I'm sure we got tons of great information uh, there. Real quick before we wrap up, uh, just because scheduling and whatnot, who knows when we'll get back and talk about all things MCSC. And I know it's not really about the awards, but we had talked about the service plan. It's a new thing. Can you run through that a little bit just so we have awareness of that and how it's going to maybe impact direction of MCSC? Yeah, I think a state service plan uh, is a wonderful tool if it's, you know, brief enough that we can measure the the impact of it, but also long enough to, to demonstrate where are we going as a commission. And commissions like the Missouri Community Service Commission is often associated with grants administration and specific the AmeriCorps programs that we support. And we have 
around 30 programs active here in Missouri right now. But what we do goes beyond that, and the service plan is a good way to capture that. So in the area of INSPIRE, our commissioners are looking at how can we establish Missouri as an employer of service. And what that means is there are certain hiring practices, right, where a veteran might have a certain status in that interview process. Can an AmeriCorps alum also have that status where there's some kind of advantage associated with being an alum? Rebranding the commission is part of INSPIRE. So the words community service or the word volunteerism, civic engagement, public service, there's a lot of words out there. What do they mean? The commission, right at this 30-year mark, is evaluating what words resonate and how do we make sure people know who we are and what we do, and then also increasing the prestige of these Show Me Service Awards. That's all in the area of INSPIRE. And then as we get into invest, we're looking at how do we invest in Missouri in a way that makes the biggest impact? So how do we make sure we're available to Missourians, not just in Jeff City, but all around the state? How do we make sure we're investing sufficient funds into Missouri communities? And then how are we investing in our own systems and processes? And then under improve, we're really looking at how the commission improves. We're a small but mighty staff. There's six of us. How do we increase what we do in the area of disaster response? How do we increase our data-driven decision-making? And how do we increase professional development for those staff members so that we are the best public servants we could be for the taxpayers? Those are the areas, inspire, invest, and improve. And I really respect that the commissioners chose to really focus in on nine bullet points that we can see through by 2026. So the state service plan has a guiding committee identified with each of those sub-goals I outlined. There's action items. And that's a really great uh, representation of the power of our chair, Jennifer Ingraham, and how she's got us focused on the strategy for success. Yeah. And this document's on uh, MCSC website in case anybody wants more information yeah. and, and seeing all the details. Yeah. Uh, one last question about this. Why these particular areas? What was kind of the decision making that led to these areas? Yeah, so a state service plan is actually a required document by our funder. And so we need to have one in place every three years. So it's a technicality, you could call it. But it goes beyond that when you start engaging the public in a conversation. So there was a public commentary period. Input was collected from all around the state. And then that was compiled, synthesized down by a committee, and became a state service plan by the commission's vote in June 2023. There was a multi-month process to get to what are the priorities when there's so much you could do. And we really appreciate everybody who gave input and we really appreciate how it turned out. All right. Uh, I think we've covered quite a lot of ground. We did it pretty quickly. Um, I'll open the floor to you one last time. Anything regarding the award ceremony coming up, nominations, or just MCSC in general that you'd like to cover before we wrap up? Two things come to mind. One is this is about the Show Me Service Awards, and we encourage you to nominate those around you in your community. Make sure your community is represented in the nominations process. So a reminder, nominations are open now. Go to showmeservice.org. Go to our Facebook page. Find that link or send us an email to request it. And then know that you need to nominate by 5 p.m. on Monday, March 11th. Make sure those nominations are in. You've got that weekend leading up to March 11th. You also have that Monday if you forget. But by Monday, March 11th, we'll we'll look for all those nominations. Save the date for the actual event, April 23rd in the Capitol Rotunda at 2.30 p.m. 
And I told you two things came to mind. The second thing is, if you want to stay in the loop with the Missouri Community Service Commission, please reach out. We have a new partners list. We are making sure that blasts like this Show Me Service Award email blast makes it to our partners. So now's a great time to reach out and make sure you're getting those communications. So even if there's not a podcast, you're still connected. Gotcha. You're a step ahead of me. I was going to have you replug those dates. You got it in there. Uh, so yeah, hopefully everyone nominates uh, people and there's a great turnout and hopefully it's a great ceremony. Brittany, thank you so much for sitting down with us and giving us all this great information. Thanks so much. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inside Eco Devo. We have great episodes coming your way every two weeks, so be sure to subscribe. Also, we want to hear from you, our listeners. Tell us what economic development topics you want to hear more about. This helps us fulfill our motto of helping Missourians prosper by bringing content to our listeners that they want to hear. Leave a comment on an episode or send an email to ded.communications at ded.mo.gov and stay tuned for more Inside EcoDevo.